My guest today is Shane Perryman, the kindest musician and human I know. Shane is an old soul, but young at heart, wise beyond his years. He loves creating for the sake of creation and always has a hand in avant-garde experimental music projects in Atlanta. Please welcome Shane Perryman. Enjoy. Food for thought. Oh, Shane, my friend, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, man. <laughs> happy Wednesday. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Another yeah. another great day in Atlanta, Georgia, man. Mm. Dude, it's hot. Dude, I don't have AC, so... Oh, fucking, no. In my car. In my oh, car. okay. <laughs> Where do you it's live? But, yeah, I live Jeez. in uh, West End. AC mm. works great, but the car, however, the AC is broke. Oh, gosh. Yeah, actually, like, kind of... You know, you ever done like a you ever done like a Freon recharge in a car? No, but yeah, I could. So like, I was trying to do it, and like in my car, the the port to like refill the Freon was was like kind of deep in there. You're supposed to have the engine running while you refill it. Right. And like, I'm putting my arm down there, and like my shirt got caught in the belt, and like it just like rubbed my arm on there. Oh. It was horrible. Dude, be careful. But I'm. Oh I, feel, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> and you still don't have AC, unfortunately. You didn't fix the problem. And I still don't have AC. Oh, yeah. man. That's okay. Well, at least you tried, dude. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I remember uh, just like, this must have been junior high school, something like that. But I was, um, had like an old family car beater, like old school station wagon and just didn't have AC. And we were just like sitting on, you know, on 285 at like three o'clock in the afternoon in july august and yeah you're just like steered like gridlocked and it's just like 110 degrees outside in, in a <laughs> weird way i don't really give a fuck mm. but it just gets awkward like when like i show up places and i'm really sweaty oh yeah man and just like my back is soaking wet <sighs> i lived in uh one place i lived in la there was no ac in the building so that was actually pretty rough and i was closer to like the um, it's kind of like the mountain ranges, the hills in Hollywood, and so it would get really hot. You know, in the summer it would be like hundred something degrees and no AC, just a fan blowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's rough, man. But uh, yeah, regardless, it's still beautiful. It's still you know beautiful time, summer, bro, oh, almost summer, spring here in Atlanta. It's man. getting there, it's getting there. Yeah, man. Well, hey, we just had a a, a pretty. Uh, pretty spectacular meal spice heavy it was, it was oh, pretty that tasty was, man that was some good eating right there. yeah I'm, I, yeah i enjoyed it i'm glad you enjoyed it as I, well too, i didn't man. even know you're gonna make me dinner i was, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like damn that's what's up this isn't this is not a cut rate a cut rate operation my friend so <laughs> yeah it was delicious yeah man. but i yeah i mean just when you know we were kind of talking about the you know the dish in and of itself it surprised me that you picked that i knew it like yeah yeah, I was very excited. I was like, I already know this is going to be just a great conversation. And like, oh, obviously, nice. there's a great story behind it. So yeah, yeah, why'd you, you know, why'd you pick the, you know, maybe tell everyone a little bit about the dish and, and why you, All right, so what, I picked, why it's important uh, to you. Chole, also known as chana masala. And like, just something that like, you know, a lot of, I mean, my closest friends know this, but like my, uh, my whole life since I was like five, my mom's boyfriend and whole family, they're Indian. And mm. like, so I grew up in like, you know, half white, half Indian household until like I was 18 and moved out. Mm. And uh, this is just one of those dishes. Like, it was like one of the first Indian dishes my mom learned how to make. And uh, it was just really interesting. Um, my, my mom's boyfriend, 
his his mom also made the dish and like you know my mom's boyfriend's like all the women in the family all make this dish yeah and depending on who makes it they all make it differently man mm. like it's just one of those dishes it's like if you cook indian food like everybody's like oh like i guess it's like with uh with like you know every type of pasta it's like everybody's this type yeah, of pasta is different it's exactly, like chana masala man. is like that one dish everybody cooks indian food as like their own way of making it yeah it's cool um, there you're like you're uniqueness your character comes out through the food i feel like there's so many cultures where that's the case and so many you know every family's got like their dish or you know their version yeah. of the dish and the secret in the recipe behind it you know yeah that's for sure that's for sure yeah, yeah people man. it's people getting arguments about the dish it's like i don't like it runny i want it more like more gravy like and all this <laughs> shit and it's like, i'm just uh, gonna eat it interesting did you so was there a lot of like um just like prevalent Indian culture when you were growing up or, you know, like activities, say, uh, friends, things like that, you know? I would say I was exposed to it more than like, you know, the average person who like doesn't have like not living with like Indian people. Like, right. You know, there's certain holidays that uh, I was exposed to that like, mm -hmm. I mean, like, I guess the most prevalent ones like Holi. Yeah. Most Americans don't celebrate Holi, uh, which is like, you know, the Indian celebration of light. Um, mm. You know, uh, in America, the way we celebrate it uh, is like, Typically, like, there'll be, like, a park, and everybody, like, throws, like, colored rose petals at each other, and yeah. everybody will be covered in, like, a rainbow of rose petals. <laughs> That's beautiful. And, yeah, and actually in India, I've never been there for Holi, so I don't know if this is how true this is, but apparently on Holi in India, it's just the whole city does that. Like, if you see people in the streets, everybody's throwing rose petals at each other. And <laughs> it's, wow. Yeah, so it's, it's a cool holiday, and, uh, yeah, mostly just food, man. Cool. We would eat Indian food almost every day. Nice. And so you, you grew up in Denver, right? I uh, grew up or in... Or outside Denver I, in Colorado? Uh, I would say... Uh, I grew up in like an outskirt of Denver called Littleton, just like a suburb. Yeah. And then before that, um, my whole family, except for my mom, pretty much lives in uh, southeast Colorado mm -hmm. in a town called Los Animas. just like country, country, mm. country, country. Yeah. yeah. So but, how was that? And just like... You know, maybe having that sort of, like, cultural influence there and, like, being in maybe, like you're saying, more of, like, a remote place. And then just, you know, how did, like, growing up in Colorado, you know, affect you as a person or, like, mold you into who you are today? I would say, um, you know, Littleton. I, I lived in Littleton then, like, um, until I was 18 and I moved to Atlanta. I lived in Gwinnett. Mm -hmm. And those were both just suburbs. Yeah. So I would say, like, culturally or whatever, those are very similar. Yeah. Um, I'd say basically the biggest thing that I got was just some, nobody really, not nobody, so many people don't know what small town life is like. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just a whole different thing. Uh, I mean, this, this will tell you a lot about it. Like my uncle is, is a janitor at the high school in my hometown. Mm -hmm. And that is a balling ass job, dude. People like <laughs> like that is a balling ass when job. When the janitor is a cush position, wow, dude, interesting. Like, yeah, you can if you want to make money. Yeah. You can be a truck driver. Yeah. Uh, you can travel a little bit and work on oil rigs. Yeah. Um, but if you want to go home every night and you want a good job, you could be a teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, you could own a gas station. Uh, or like, I mean, my aunt owns a liquor store, and people. Yeah. My aunt owns a liquor store, and people think she's a goddamn millionaire. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, just the jobs are. Yeah. You know, you're gonna be like sitting behind 
the register at like a gas station. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think there's something to be said there for these more like, you know, humbled positions, the things that you're just like really, you know, you're toiling over. You're, you're just like, you're physically involved in it on a daily basis. And also like, I also think something that, you know, I think a lot of more just like outskirts and rural areas catch a bad rap, you know, I think maybe probably for being so isolated though you could say probably the same as like inverse of just cities being so closed off to everything else but i think like the for to me something that's super important that i think you get out there and i'm curious like your thought like what you felt kind of growing up in littleton and gwinnett is just like sense of community and if you know i think in these kind of small areas everyone's a little bit more tight-knit more so than like yeah a gigantic so you know the suburbs like is. littleton gwinnett uh the community uh there's like lots of like cliques and niches i mm -hmm. mean like you know people have their church and their school and their work cliques yeah um and like los animus like a super small town and the you're not gonna go anywhere and not see people that you know yeah um yeah like even going back it's funny people know me and i don't even know who they are like i lived mm. there when i was like a very little kid and they're like oh you're so-and-so's grandson yeah. you're so-and-so's son it's like the you i know. can't even go to the motherfucking i can't even just walk across the street like just go on a walk without somebody like saying hi it's like, like high school locker gossip all over again yeah the whole, <laughs> the whole town is a is a high school yeah. actually literally this is hilarious the high school i went to mm -hmm. there's more students in that high school than there were people in my hometown really yeah wow. yeah interesting yeah wow so how so like transitioning from well, i mean like so did you spend a, like would you go into denver a lot as a kid and like versus going you know spending time in atlanta like so, growing up uh, that kind of thing um, and then what was your take on that, you know, as far as just like being, you know, like living on the outskirts and then just like getting exposure to more urban environments? I would say like as a kid, and I think this is the case for most people, like everything's so out of your control. Yeah. Um, and like I was just, I'm, I've always been pretty good at just adapting to my environment. Mm. And it was, it was not really, I you know as i reflect back on it it was there is a lot of differences but i just feel like as like a little kid like you're just like this is what's going on yeah i i cried when we moved from colorado to georgia i'm sure man that's a big move it's yeah, a big but, life change I mean, you're just a little kid it's just like you're gonna get over it real quick yeah, you know for sure. make make two friends and it's like oh i don't want to go back anymore <laughs> yeah it, i think it's tough as it like i think when you're really young and you're really old it's harder because you have only these like select number of relationships going on and yeah. losing them is pretty catastrophic. That's true. Also, I think this is weird. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm like super young, but I feel like maybe I'm one of the last people. I feel like people like literally three to five years younger than me kind of can't see this in the same way. Mm. If I moved to, if I moved to Japan right now, yeah. I would still probably talk to all the people that are actually important to me mm. via the internet and stuff like yeah. on a regular basis. Right. When I was a little kid and I moved, I don't talk to any of those people that I knew. I mean, we didn't have Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And even if we did, like, I mean, my parents, like, I, I'm like, I didn't get a phone until I was, like, in high school. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those things. And I, I mean, I say that and there's people other than me is like, I didn't have a fucking phone until I was, like, 30. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, man. Weird. Well, yeah, and so you're wow. You're legal now, and uh, 
Man, you're such a, you're, I consider you like a sage for your age, especially too. I know I've mentioned this a bunch, but like, have you always kind of been, you know, a seeker of knowledge and like greater things from a younger age? I mean, you know, you're still, you've still got many, many, many years ahead and it seems like you're pretty well seasoned thus far, you know? I appreciate that, man. Um, I would just say like, you know, in general, it's like a bad thing to compare yourself to others, mm-hmm. but I do it. True. You know, and I would just say that, like, I, I don't necessarily compare myself to others based on age. Like, my thing my whole life has just been, like, I'm, like, comparing myself compared to, like, like people that I aspire to be, like. So when I was mm. when I was younger, like, I was never, like, oh, I hope that I'm, like, as good as, like, Johnny in, like, eighth grade when I was in sixth grade. It was right. more, like, I was in sixth grade. I was, like, fuck, like, why can't I play my instrument as well as like the best fucking person yet. So, (laughs) yeah. Well, so yeah. And and maybe talk a little bit about your like musical pedagogy and your upbringing there. And yeah, who were you listening to at a young age and who, who were you like, you know, who, who were you inspired by and who are your, your musical idols and all that, you know? So, um, I had a fairly musical upbringing, Mm -hmm. although it wasn't necessarily like nobody necessarily wanted me to do it as a job. Um, my grandpa plays bass. He was in like bar bands and stuff for like forever. Yeah. You know, he still plays. Then my mom um, played guitar. She played like classical guitar. She wasn't like smoking crazy or anything, but she could she could play like some pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dang. yeah, so then I uh, I just like started playing trombone in middle school. Um, got really 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 into it and. Uh, Took took formal lessons here and there for sure, uh, and then um, you know I just kind of ran with it. Yeah. Uh, just there's like there's that saying it's like you know just live the music. It's like it's really corny, but that's really all it was. It's just like I I just like finding new stuff to practice every day and just like doing it. And then um, when I turned eighteen or nineteen, started playing bass at nineteen started playing electric bass a lot and mm. like that's been like my recent obsession the ultimate instrument the best everything instrument. rhythm melody harmony all in one it's uh it's like the sacred link between rhythm and harmony it really is man and i like i remember i forget who mentioned this um a bass player that i've you know i've been into over the years but um i remember he was mentioning that it's yeah you know he brought up the point that you don't need you know if you if if you're jamming with some people and there's and you don't have a drummer, but you have a bass, you're gonna be fine. Oh yeah. You don't need a drummer. If like you yeah. you have that you have that that bridge that holds down the rhythm, but can also like, you know, lead into more melodic harmonic territory. If Absolutely. Need be, that kind of thing. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so it's so crazy what you can do with, what uh what it's functionally a very simple instrument yeah but just the role of the instrument is so massive on mm-hmm. the bandstand it's like especially in improvised music oh, yeah. like the bass player has all the control mm-hmm. like somebody you said, literally guide the the conversation yeah some, somebody <laughs> said this to me you as a joke the conversation somebody said this to me as a joke and like when they said it to me i was like oh it's, it's funny but the more i think about it the more it's like so true he's like oh yeah bass like the the control freak instrument and like i was like oh that's funny but like the more i think about it i'm like am i a control freak maybe a little bit <laughs> maybe a little bit yeah maybe there's a 
I don't know, though. I don't notice, like, too many bass players having crazy egos. I feel like it's almost one of those things that forces you to check your ego because you're, because of that level of control and, and that, like, ultimate responsibility that you have, you, you know, it's you that kind of make or break everyone, like, the unit as a whole, so... You know, That's I, th- very I think like at the end of the day, it'll either fall back on. I think at the end of the day, the bass, because I, I really believe that the bass is like the fundamental instrument. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's that saying like your band is only as good as the drummer. I also think the band is only as creative as the bass player. Mm, yeah. Because like, obviously, like if the drummer sucks, the music just sounds bad. But, uh, you know, if the bass player is not doing anything interesting, like the drummer's not going to do anything interesting. Yeah. And then, like, you know, the harmo- the chordal instruments aren't going to do anything interesting. You're right. And the person on top isn't going to do anything interesting. It's a very <laughs> reactive kind of kind of presence. Like, everyone kind of bases their, you know, their function off the bass. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Mm. And, like, I'm, sh- I'm still learning, you know. <laughs> That's the right attitude to have, just always. I think, like, people that get scoped into the idea that it's like, oh, I've gotten to a, a pinnacle... There's nothing else to do. There's nothing else to learn, that kind of thing. It's, you know, I feel like you've all, like the thing that struck me like pretty early on when we met is that you're always like, you're always very eager and interested to like explore unknown territory and just like push boundaries and do, you know. It can, it can be, it can be hard. Um, I agree. I think that too, sometimes I get a little aggravated, Mm -hmm. like when people like try to change stuff at the last minute, but at the end of the day, man, like all you can do is just like react, and it's actually easier if you if every, like not even just from like uh, like a question standpoint, but like your answer to everything that comes your way. Mm-hmm. If it's yes, ninety nine percent of the time, like you're gonna learn some shit, you know. <laughs> even if it's just like, you know, uh, I mean, you gotta say no to stupid shit. But yeah. like even if you just like playing music and somebody does something weird, like you could fight it or you could just be like, all right. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> it's like, is it going to be a little bit more of a, like, what's going to feel more natural, like, more natural, just going with the change or fighting it? And I feel like, so I, you know, it seems like going with, like, if somebody's, like, trying to really, you know, go in one direction and everyone else is going the other direction, it's probably best to, like, realign at some point if possible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at, at some point, juncture in time. Everything's so weird, though, man. Like, whenever, like, you feel like you have something figured out, even, like, just something ideological, then you see something that works. It's, like, it's the whole yin-yang, like, balance thing. Dude, everything's about balance, man. It really is in life, and, like... Nothing's right or wrong, and, you know, it's... Yeah. It's, like, contextual, for sure. It is. It's all... Context is so important, and it's all relative, man. Absolutely. I feel like, you know... I almost see that as like a bit music as a big factor into why you're so, you know, like say, you know, why I see you as such like a, like a, you know, wise kind of person. Yeah, I, I feel like music. It's one of those things that unless you, unless you're really tuned into it or, or you enjoy it, you live it. Like unless you have a really deep connection with it, you don't quite understand. Like not even understand, but maybe just empathize with the power of music like connecting with people on you know on a level when you're locked into a groove or just the you know like you're saying just the the balance of of frequencies and sounds and tones and just the 
the discipline you learn from playing music and I feel like there's so many things to be learned and there's so many like you know like there's so much so many studies now just like linking music and early childhood development to just like really high functioning neurological connections and just you know overall cognition I agree man music's cool like there's only a few things that like everybody like cares about that like unifies people like I feel like everybody chooses two or three Mm -hmm. you know music religion yeah politics money you know art you know, everybody picks between one and three. Yeah. And, like, you can you can talk about that with sports. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's just one of the few Food. things that people actually care about. Yeah, Food. and bringing people together, man. I mean, mm-hmm. do you... So, like... Has food played any particular role in like music for you? Are there any connections there? Like, have you have maybe you just like bonded with other musicians or bands or things like that over just like, you know, having meals together, cooking together, things like that, or funny or enough, the late night kind of post sesh hangs and you're just having food, crazy munchies and things like food that. Food and music are very very important, dude. Yeah. Like, this is funny. Like, and somebody recently pointed out to me. If you're like playing a gig, even a stupid fucking like wedding gig. Yeah. If if you got some bomb ass food before the gig, everybody's in a good mood. <laughs> everybody's happy yeah. and the music is great. Yeah. If you show up to the wedding gig and and you're even some fucking dry ass fucking chicken breast and like some nasty ass like canned broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's going to be like fuck this. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be in a bad mood. Yeah, hey, it sets you, it's the palate. It sets the the tone. Yeah. You know, if you show up to if you show up some bar some random bar gig and they're like, oh yeah, you guys have a fifty dollar tab yeah. and uh, everybody gets a free entree. Everybody's yeah. like, hell yeah, exactly. I, yeah, it, like <laughs> man, those gigs where you know things don't go right or you're you're not getting taken care of like in, in certain in maybe like financially, but if you you know there you have a a really good meal involved, I agree. It kind of just like. It makes things so much better. Oh yeah, oh definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's really important. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I've always seen links between the two, and just like, just in general, I don't know. I think it's one of those things. Like it's universal language. It's it's something that we all partake in. It's it's essential kind of thing. We all have uh, like similar feelings, connections, different stories that are kind of told through through these mediums. So I've all like to me one of the. One of the things that I love to do with like, especially music friends or people I'm playing in groups with, that kind of thing, is to have everyone over and just, you know, the hang and and just like, outside of the music, you know, I love to cook a meal or just go out with with everyone and just, just have a good time, you know, with yeah. food and like, you know, experiences, whatever, just like that bonding. I feel like it also just brings people closer together. Oh, okay. couldn't agree more, dude. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, like, what are, uh, I mean, answer the same question. Like, what has been, like, your experience with, like, food and and music? Yeah, I mean, I have a different, like, other than what I just mentioned, um, and this was pretty interesting. I didn't really think about this until recently, until I heard it through this bassist, uh, Yannick Wisdala. Um, I've watched a lot of his podcasts and, and dig his tunes, but... Um, and like over the years and he seems to be much more like health focused and health conscious and I've kind of followed a similar path as the years go along and um 
and just like hearing him talk about it and, and bring it up. And I feel like something that's not often discussed in the music kind of world, it really resonated with me. And it's something that I continue to think about is just like general health, like as a musician, it's just, you're kind of like fighting uphill almost, right? You know, oh, late, like you're, uh, you're, you're pulling crazy hours. Like because of that, your food options are limited and you're generally not eating the best things, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. things like that. He was, uh, he had this really great, uh, interview with a like a, a buddy of his session drummer turned like nutritionist he literally mm-hmm. was just like apparently he was like a you know pretty like high level session musician out in LA and then just decided to quit like I, th- I think to him the health was more important or he was more interested in it and just like gave it up and just became a nutritionist full time and, mm-hmm. and they, were, they were just kind of talking about like coping strategies things to do or how like even you know not being in a good rhythm with like your body if it's if it's out of whack it's going to affect your you know like your performance the your inspiration the type of things that you think of and dude so that's how what i've kind of been like leaning towards more so as far as like the kind of connections between music and food yeah dude nutritional health is so important man like i mean dude you're talking to somebody who literally will gain and lose 40 pounds uh, like yeah. dude the shift the, sh- the fluctuation I, is real i man. literally hover between like 170 and 215 which and is ridiculous that, wow that's a drastic shift and dude. i feel it, it's got to be a lot harder to uh to to lose it than to, than to gain it yeah i feel dude, like that's no. usually the case i I, really? that, I do think that's the case I am either fucking gorging or starving, dude. Maybe you got a thyroid thing going on. I, I'm just like, man, like, this time last year I was around, like, one, 175. Pretty skinny dude. 170, 175. Then, yeah, yeah. And then, like, on, like, I think April 1st, mm. I was, like, I was, like, 215, 220. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, fuck, I need to lose weight. And then, like, my, my natural thing to lose weight is just not eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it so. works. I mean, star- it's literally, like, calorie deficit. That's you'll, that's how you lose weight. Yeah, but, I mean, I would just love to be in a place where I can, you know, eat and be full all the time. Yeah. But, like, it just comes down to eating healthy food. Yeah. Which, like you just said, man, like... At fucking four o'clock in the morning, what are you gonna eat? You're gonna eat cookout, yeah, McDonald's. Dude, we, I mean, no, no, no jabs to cookout or anything, but like, you know, when we were living down in East Atlanta, that would be the place. That's a, it's like their Waffle House, and and we ate there way too often, yeah. and like for whatever reason, and I feel, I think I've only eaten at that at that singular location, but like we all kind of made a pact at a certain point, like in time at the house to stop eating there because we all had like just all sorts of like bowel issues man like stomach like literally all of us after we would eat there we would just feel awful the next day like stomach churning things like that and so i don't know i don't know if they're putting laxatives in the food there or whatever's Dude, going on i don't they do have pretty bomb shakes though that's true as fuck. <laughs> you mix and match everything but um yeah i mean i guess it's, you know that that's something that i focus on mostly because like i'm a very uh I wouldn't say bipolar person, but you know, I, I tend to go from like extremes fairly easy. I like I I can get into bouts of depression pretty like easily, and something that I've noticed that really helps me, um, like as as time has gone on, is is Eating being healthy. healthy and exercise. Yeah. Like to me, those oh, are the yeah, two yeah. things that really keep it in check. And 
and that's just something that I try to focus on and I feel that. but but more importantly I, you know again I think it's just like food food and music to me are, are some of the like the, the strongest universal languages and like I, I think I have fond memories of just like living outside of the states like living in Argentina and Spain and just jamming with 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 people that I that I just met out on the street and we, you know we would cook dinner beforehand we would make empanadas or we'd make like yeah paella or something and just like and ha- and just have you know some wine and and just good people good company just chilling and then have that set the tone and yeah. to me that's what it's all about to me that's like the essence of life Dude. And, and I think like yeah. if you have that you're good you don't need you know money's not important uh, other th- tangible things in life are not important it's those it's the experiences and so i, I guess experience experiential um just merit is like experiential powers. merit huh yeah i guess I <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna I'm lack for phrasing right now it's probably oh, the wine dude. but yeah just the experiences you know that you get from it the adventure like to me it's it's all about the the journey not not the end okay uh, I'm gonna talk about this like through music because that's like what, the only yeah, thing that yeah. I know. Dude, talk about playing drunk versus playing sober, <laughs> or playing Oof. high well, versus playing sober. It's um, yeah. For me, it's I've never really played hammered. Um, I I definitely I'm the type of person that I think now like I can't say I, I I'm not like totally calm like every now and then i'll have a little like pre-show jitters i think most people get them that kind of thing and i'll find that like a beer you know like a drink or two just kind of just helps relax things but i feel like i'm mostly at the point and i feel the the most natural when i can just close my eyes and just let it happen and without any like external stimuli um having said that i've definitely like i think for me smoking is massive in coming up with ideas and inspiration like i'll smoke and jam at home a lot and just come up with ideas i feel like for me it's hard i've i've played stoned i've oh man i have one really good story this is a uh, and this is probably one of the least professional things to do but just like come going to a rehearsal this was um two rehearsals before a, a major show so it was like me and a buddy we just like smoked a fat joint before yeah, like yeah. we were going to and playing with a friend of ours that was having an album release show and and neither of us had like really learned the tunes because we had another like one or two rehearsals left and just like it was it was some heavy cushion like by the time we got there we were just so both out of it and like <laughs> it was such a terrible rehearsal because of that like for me it's one of those things where i feel like i can do it um as long as i know the material like the back of my hand but that, i don't have to thing. think about that's it thing, and i'd yeah. I've, again i've never been like hammered playing but i imagine it's got to be similar if you are yeah, super well prepared and like and you've been playing the songs for a while. Yeah, you can. All you gotta do is like make sure your instrument's fucking plugged into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like you'll it. get on stage to play and just go, man. Yeah, what's your take on on, on all that? Dude, it, it really depends, man. I would first and foremost, I would just say know what the job is. If you are showing up to a bar and playing some covers, yeah, drink you a couple beers, you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, okay. But Everyone's like, all about having a good time. If you are playing some music and you got to be on your toes and you got to be accurate, mm-hmm. 
or even if you're just playing a gig and you don't know the tunes very well and you gotta like stay on track with everybody yeah you gotta be able to focus yeah um i agree man man out of respect like when i'm playing difficult music like not even respect for other people just respect for like the music itself yeah. if i'm playing some difficult shit man i'm i'm not gonna drink or smoke or whatever i'm just gonna i gotta focus man. i have mad respect for that that's that's literally the same stance that i take too yeah. and i think it i think it's that's people that disrespect that that's the ego getting in the way i think one of the most beautiful like powerful things in music is realizing like putting yourself aside for like everyone puts themselves aside for the tune or for the the music itself yeah know? man i feel like there's some shit you just gotta learn the hard way yeah, like definitely with that in particular i learned it the hard way man like i'm not saying yeah. that like i would get fucked up all the time but like there was just one gig in particular um we we're playing some original music very fucking hard man yeah um and i was destroying the rehearsals dude I, I i had it together i learned the songs really well mm -hmm. i played the rehearsals really well get to the gig i think before we got on stage it was one of those deals there was like three bands playing we yeah. played last and um i think by the time we got on stage i drank like six or seven beers <laughs> keep in mind i was drilling the rehearsals yeah, dude. Yeah. i fucking knew the music really well right got on stage and like it's not like i forgot my parts or anything mm. but like I wasn't I couldn't focus yeah. you know and some and like some like really hard shit it just requires all of your attention yeah like you can't be you can't be in like another mindset yeah I see I think that's the I think that's the like professional attitude to have and and with that in mind you know like you know the balance and you know what you need to do and you know like and you know what helps like kind of like I was saying before I think in certain situations like having a little bit of that edge taken off helps you even more maybe yeah. like by having less like anxiety you're you're that much more able to kind of tap into you know like that focus that you had by practicing so much previously agreed so, agreed yeah man an interesting perspective and uh, i've never heard this applied to music mm -hmm. but uh i remember taking you know a fucking college psychology class like everybody else that went to college even, you know, I only went to college for a year and I still mm -hmm. took a cycle, whatever. All right. Um, <laughs> if there was a study, um, if you prepare for something uh, high mm -hmm. on drugs or whatever, you should, let's say you prepare for a test high on drugs, you should take the test high on drugs. Yeah. If you prepare for a test sober, you should take the test sober. Um, and I think that that's like super true. You ever like get high or drunk or whatever, and like you recall memories, it's like, man, I only remember this when I'm high or drunk. Yeah, definitely. I I don't know, yeah, it, it trying to like make the link of why that is cognitively is interesting, but I, to I definitely notice it more like smoking because I feel like, I feel like because alcohol is such a major depressant, I mean, there are so many more times where I just, you know, blacked out and was just, totally disrespecting the substance and you know, <laughs> literally couldn't remember because of that because it's literally just like depressing your brain that much as opposed to to marijuana which i feel like is a little bit more it's not as like harsh that way there definitely. i feel like short-term memory definitely can be affected but i feel like the recall is easier smoking but i definitely agree like yeah there are definitely things that i 
uh, especially like I'll smoke and I have tons of ideas. I'll come with ideas that way and, and yeah. forget to write them down or things like that and won't remember the, and you can't recall them. But down. then when I get high, yeah. And that, I've started doing that. But then the ones that I forget and don't write down, if I get high again, I guess because I'm in that similar mindset or if I recreate that similar space, yeah, you kind of can, can pull back, connect back into that, tap back into that. Yeah. I feel that wholeheartedly. You know, I guess, uh, I guess the best, I think all I got to do now is, you know, I just have to make the sacrifice in the name of research. Um, I think I need to show <laughs> do up. Do it for science. I think I need to show up to all the rehearsals for my next gig, just fucking slammed, drunk, <laughs> and then play the gig, fucking wasted, and just, just see what happens. Next, just have a disclaimer for, for, the re- for everybody, just be like, y'all. <laughs> I'm, this is a scientific experiment, it's so I'm just gonna get project. hammered before uh, <laughs> before all this and then yeah. the gig and see how it goes. Next time I play like a really hard like every song is in a different like every song has twenty time yeah, signatures. Kids, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try that one out. Do and, it, man. Write a thesis <laughs> on it. Yeah, that would be a good one. That's uh how, how to get how to get fired with, with champagne. <laughs> <laughs> no man, you're you're pretty well. Uh, I think you're pretty well rounded. At the end of the day, you're pretty professional, and um, you know, I think it's you, it's something to. Do you remember that gig that we played? Uh, Eighty five South. Yeah, yeah, it's, that was so fucking funny. Dude. It was it was interesting, man. I was actually talking with Anthony about that um, when we were hanging Sunday, dude, and he had no idea. Like he he knew he had seen like clips of Sylvester playing recently, but he he had Sylvester, forgotten that yeah, week. Sylvester's playing full time with them basically, yep. yeah. Um, I haven't spoken to him in a while, man. I gotta reach out. Shout out to Sil, to yeah, Sly. Yeah, I, I saw Sylvester the other day, man. He's yeah. just as happy as ever. Dude, we used to, Ooh. man. I was like, um, before I left for Vietnam, we were talking all the time, and then just since we came back, like neither of us have contacted each other. When the but fuck I was. Did uh, you go to Vietnam in March? Jesus. Yeah, it's been a minute. But was it fun. Yeah, yeah, it was great. That's you know, but like the one, th- like one thing that he was asking, because he was asking just like you know certain pals and family and, and close people to uh he was really pushing and i hope he's i'm sure he's still doing it man but he was really pushing to like to be more conscious about his health and like uh you know just just eat better on a daily basis exercise things like that oh, and he was asking dude. you know i would call him i would check in once a week to like to make sure he's on track that kind of thing and that's what's up yeah and um so yeah man that's crazy i have not eaten healthy my whole life yeah like, well, i can't even lie dude no one does until you're i feel like it's something that that comes through later in life for most yeah. people yeah man like you start even, feeling it even in like high school I, I spent a lot of time by myself in like middle school and high school just like because you know my mom like uh worked out of town and yeah. then like my mom's boyfriend you know he would just like stay out late every night and um so, yeah, she would just take me to the grocery store and, like, you know, I'm, like, a fucking child, basically. Yeah, She's like, here, we're going to get some get some food that you can actually make. So I eat Hot Pockets, TV dinners yeah, and shit. Dude. And then even as an Twinkies, adult now. pizza, all that. Yeah, even as an adult now, <laughs> I, like, I can't. It's hard for me to eat healthy. And, like, in April this year, yeah, for the first time in my whole life, and, I mean, I'm not even doing it right now. This is how short this lasted. Yeah. I was eating the same thing every day. I was eating eggs and turkey for breakfast, and then I would drink a protein shake for lunch, and I would eat a salad for dinner. And That's I did, super healthy. I did that for like three weeks, 
and like I was like cool I, I like lost some I lost a little bit of weight and I was like feeling good you feel better yeah but like uh, I didn't really notice how good I felt until I started you go eating. back yes yeah that's exactly what it is when man. you go back to the other side you're it like, hits you like a brick wall I feel like shit you know what that is it's because especially the way that you're eating it's like the majority of the world's diet is heavily carbohydrates based, like carbohydrate based yeah. and as like more and more time and studies are coming you know are passing like the general consensus is you want less carbohydrates in your diet than more. Like we're primarily eating grains and breads and things like that. If you can stick to primarily like healthy carbohydrates like vegetables, fruits, and then protein and good fats, meats, you know, like yeah. if you're veggie, like hemp seeds, also any sort of seeds, nuts, things like that. Hemp seeds, huh? Yeah, yeah. A lot of protein, a lot of fat. Jeez. Hemp, hemp's the miracle. The like, more plant, I hear about literally. hemp, the more sad I get. When it's illegal everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's literally like the best, you know, one of the like best uh, resources that we have on this planet. Dude, I'm like, even if like, okay, obviously I don't think it should be illegal to smoke weed, but like, I would be fine if they made it illegal to smoke weed, but they just made it legal to use hemp products because it just seems like the <laughs> best fucking thing yeah, ever. Yeah, right? I'm like, because people are going to smoke weed anyways, yeah. whether it's legal or not. Right. But like, I feel like they should totally be mass producing hemp products because yeah. they're just better. I feel like it's become one of those things where states, like, I don't think there's a single state where hemp is technically outlawed anymore because of that. And it's just like... It's it's one of those weird like holdover archaic kind of like yeah, you know yeah. laws that just get stuck up in bureaucracy. So I feel that. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. But um, yeah, it's interesting that you cut out, uh, you know, the the carbs hev- heavily that way. You, I'm sure you noticed it at first too. This happens. It's a very common thing. Like you essentially go through withdrawal for the first week or two. It's, you you feel crappy and like. It's literally you're you're starving your body of sugar because all the carbohydrates at the end of the day get they get converted down to glucose mm. and um, though it's not as it's not as bad as like straight you know raw sugar in general like that stuff is terrible for the human body and they've in their study showing that it's more you know sugar's more addictive than like certain hard drugs. Oh man, dude, <laughs> sugar, yeah, it's so dangerous. It's so good. Dude, I downed a pint of Jenny's the other night. Granted, I was stoned, but I was just... That's one of those things where I'm just like, oh, it's so good. You can't stop. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely... I don't know if you're like this. If I have food... Yeah. Like, if I have a plate of food in front of me, mm-hmm. I'm going to finish all the food in front of me. Yeah. Like, I used to be like that. Dude, like, I've never been, like, the type of dude like, bring home leftovers, man. Yeah. Like, I'm basically like, if I put the food in front of myself, I'm going to... Dude, like, I can't even buy a box of fucking Cheez-Its, dude. If I <laughs> buy a box gone. of Cheez-Its, I'm going to eat it all in yeah. one sitting. Well, they're also, like, t- you know, they're super salty. They're super tasty, so... Yeah, I think that's why, like, the starvation thing works for me, because I don't even care, dude. Yeah. I just, like, as long as the food's not... As long as I don't put it in front of myself, I don't eat it. Well, that's the best way to do it, especially if it's, like, if portion kind of size is way out of whack, then, yeah, you... if. You just want to like counterbalance one extreme with the other. Yeah, I think that's probably the my, best way to do it. My biggest jealousy in life is like those people who eat whatever the fuck they want, but they only eat a little bit of it. Yeah, dude, the like people with crazy metabolism. You see those motherfucking people that eat like pizza and fried chicken and ice cream every day, but they only eat a little bit. <laughs> that yeah, it's it, that's something else that I realize about changing the diet. It's all about portion and portion control. Like if you think about it, most of the time when you eat out or if you're going, you're just having a meal, like. If you look at a plate, the majority is going to be carbs because it's cheap and like 
plentiful, like rice, bread, things like that. And then you have like a little bit of protein, a little bit of like vegetables, a little, you know, fat, that kind of thing. And if you can swap that up to having a lot of good protein, vegetables, things like that, and like a little bit of rice, a little bit of bread, you're, you're going to be good. Or conversely, like something that I've done, this is kind of now how I try to like live my life as far as just like what I eat and just keeping, keeping a, a consistency as much as possible is eat healthy as the baseline. Like the majority of time and the majority of your meals, eat healthy that way, eat vegetables, fruit, whole foods, meat, things uh, like that. And then a day or two during, you know, throughout the week, like I want pizza and cookies and all that shit. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. Or even like you go out one night and you know, you want to have drinks with a friend, you know, or, or whatever, eat whatever you want yeah. and do that. And don't, like freak out about it or worry about it but don't let it just become the the don't let it become the norm yeah the norm is the Dude, big thing well it's on my mind you did something for me a while ago yeah. that literally changed my life for the better really you took me to el progreso oh yeah dude el progreso is the truth Dude, i live <laughs> i live 10 minutes away from there now <laughs> and when i motherfucking tell you i go there like every couple days mm. I'm up and go there every couple of days, dude. You should, man. That like, that's the thing that I think growing or like spending a lot of time or growing up in the South. If you haven't spent time like out west or further south, closer to Mexico, you don't realize like what real Mexican food is like, and it's so much better than dude, than like Tex Mex that we have, man. So good, and it's so cheap, and it's, so, it's it's like it's outrageous how little they charge for that food. Yeah, man. Because if some white people uh, were serving food that good, you could fucking guarantee yeah. that a taco would be like $18. Dude, I went recently. I've noticed they've upped their prices a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The tacos went from like 169 to 199 Yeah. But, I mean, these Latino markets are littered all throughout the metro area. and depend, like, There's a great one if you're ever up north in Sandy Springs. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm... I forget the name of it. I'll I'll look it up and tell you afterwards. But just like to me, that's still like the best, the best tacos, the best tortas, the best sopes, everything, and it's just so good, so cheap, and the market is great too. Man, this was a, yeah. If you go, I guess a lot of places are a little further north. Yeah, yeah. like in Norcross. Yeah. So tons. much good Mexican food. So much good Indian. There's food. There's good Dominican food up there too. Yeah, like the Buford Highway Norcross. Yeah, area. yeah, Buford Highway. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, man. It's all amazing, dude. Well, I'm glad, dude. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I'm yeah, I'm glad we went that was a I, I remember that too and it was a great time and i've told a lot of people about that too it, like i think a lot of people are afraid or nervous because they don't speak spanish or it feels a little like uncomfortable because they're uh, you know yeah like well if dude you, you it, know. It's, the, it's just the, the way it is man like i mean you gotta get out of your i could tell zone, like you know? i could tell going there sometimes like depending on who's at the register sometimes they're frustrated talking to me because i don't speak spanish right right but it's just one of those things man it's like it's like do you want to eat the food or yeah, not? Yeah, exactly, exactly, man. <laughs> They're going to hook it up, you know. Yeah, like, even if there's a language barrier and gap, you just kind of point. That's what I've always done anywhere that I've gone where I don't speak the language. It's like I'll point and, and like, somehow gesture enough to, like, get, you know, to to have, a like, a, an exchange. And, and I, I think it's just a mentality. They're the type of people that are afraid and or are just not adventurous and don't like yearn for the that's something i've always craved my entire life is the unknown like the different i've always like 
you know, I always want to like leave where I am and where I'm from and go to a, live in and be immersed in a totally different world. Yeah, I admire that, so, man. I admire that. I think that's the only way. I think not that it's the only way. I honestly think it's the best way to live life. And like you, I, I just I've been really lucky to 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 have traveled a lot and seen a lot of the planet and like I think it just you, it kind of reaffirms the fact that just, you know people are the same everywhere. We all just have kind of different cultures and different you know, yeah. different approaches to I, life, I but we're all that. pretty much the same, man. I think everybody's the you same. You can see that music, too, and food it's just, and everything. Yeah, it's just people reacting to their environments. Yeah. And, like, if if I was born into a different environment, I would probably act exactly the same as the people in that environment. Yeah, you know? exactly, like, man. And we all need to realize that and be more respectful of of each other and different and the differences that we have. And, you know, this is something amazing that I love that – really uh really stuck with me i i went and saw kamasi washington last time he was in town and and he he um he's great too because between all all the excellent tunes that they're playing he'll just like drop some wisdom bombs and 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 he mentioned something along the lines of that like we should be proud of and celebrate the the differences between us all that bring us together and those ties and connections that we have because we're all different rather than all yeah. want to be the same. You I know? like that. Yeah. So, that, that's just kind of how I feel about, you know, people in the world in general. I, I think a lot of people get caught up in the noise, the noise and the sensationalism that, you know, um, any individual or organizations try to paint about, you know, a specific topic or a specific group or a specific people, but it's, it's important to just go and experience it yourself and make your own conclusions, you know. Completely agreed, man. I mean, I've, I've heard, like, a a lot of people on, like, an alternative wave start to say this, man, but, I mean, I completely agree with it, man. Like, people these days are so quick to fucking get upset at people for, mm-hmm. like, saying stuff yeah. or get up. It's and a just time. Dude, like, like, cancel culture, man. Like, people are like, man... The thing is, if you had a, such a public plan for, platform like all these people, you'd be fucking up more than them, dude. Like <laughs> people, people like people like to people like to act like they never done anything wrong. Right. And everyone, like, everyone has. You know, that's part like, of life, man. We all. There's some stuff where I'm like, okay, that's kind of unforgivable. But like, when you are literally like taking people's words and like, and like destroying their careers because of like a noise that came out of their mouth yeah, it's man. like you're just trying you're just you just want attention for yourself at that point yeah i think a lot i think you're right i think a lot of it's ego and selfishness that that's honestly one thing that makes me more like upset about like the current social like atmosphere and the time that we live in is just i think mo- the general error is that people are more at odds with each other and are more like there's more friction than there is like compassion and consideration and caring like yeah like you know if i and man i've even lost friends recently just because of like differing opinions and i think it's kind of not only identified like the bot the 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 strength of the bond you know or the lack thereof i guess but or like analyzing that but also just you know not respecting the fact that I mean it's it's we're not all going to agree on the same things but you should consider where you know other people are coming from and respect their backgrounds and what they're doing as long as they're respectful and just be kind and and accommodating and caring don't just 
be aggressive and, and upset and vehement, you know, and lash out against someone because you see something differently than they do or you receive something differently than they do. This is something that I've learned a lot just over the years through, like, I think now more so than ever, like, if there's any sort of religion I identify with, it's Buddhism and just the whole ethos is just being kind and compassionate and being of service and, like, you know, putting yourself aside for, you know, for the greater good, things like that. And I think we're all, yeah, I think in this day and age, we're all very self-centered, self-focused, scoped, you know. So it's important to realize that and just kind of step back and, and you know, build a friendship, make a, make a connection rather than, than just, like, slash it the second that, you know, something, you feel that tension. Dude, I really like that. I really like that. Yeah. Well, I've been, well, dude, I've been talking too much, so. I no, wanna, I was I wanna, just going to say, do you want to, that was a beautiful life lesson. <laughs> you want to just conclude it on that positive high note? Well, I, I do have some questions that I, that I kind of like, and maybe just a little like fun five minutes. Oh, let's that do I it. If you want to yeah. do it. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. And it, yeah, this is kind of a good time to, to do it. And rap, I usually rap after this anyway. So. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, maybe just give me a, you know, talk, uh, talk about a, a time or an experience uh, in which, or like a thought, uh, in which like food makes you happy or has made you happy in the past, some sort of connection, you know. Well, you know, man, this is actually really, it's actually kind of cool you asked me that. A lot of times, like, I think for like the first time in my whole life, when I was nineteen, I actually could say out loud that like I was really happy to like just be alive mm. and um, I remember something that I used to say to myself before I went to sleep every night I would like be excited to wake up the next day for like the first time and I would be like wow tomorrow's gonna be a great day That's I'm gonna play some music and I'm gonna eat some good food and I'm gonna fucking and I just remember saying that in my head I'm like I'm gonna eat some good food tomorrow wow. like I just remember like yeah like go to sleep at night and I would be like yeah, I'm going to go to Willie's tomorrow. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. The best burrito in town. I love it. Yeah, wow, so that's awesome. And yeah, that's it's great. There's that such like a positive connection there. Oh, yeah. How about like a time, how about the inverse? Like a, a thought or an experience or, uh, you know, the, in which food has made you sad or something about food that, that makes you sad. The first thing that comes to my mind is... Um, as much as I fucking love, I actually think that Indian food is the best food in the world. Yeah. I think it's the most well-crafted food in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just my Especially opinion. Especially vegetarian cuisine, man. Dude. It's the best, in my opinion, as well. How, with, with that said, when I was a little kid and I was first exposed to Indian food, I would actually, like, get really upset. <laughs> I would be like, I don't want to eat Indian food. I want to eat some fucking... Am- I'd McDonald's. literally be like, I want to eat some American food. Uh, I would literally say that. I'd be like, I want to eat man. some American food. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually... That's one of those things I'm like, I'm actually grateful that it was forced upon me because yeah. that shit is amazing. Dude. Yeah. I think we kind of... I think you kind of need that at a certain point in adolescence is you need that push, that extra kind of, you know... Yeah, especially seeing now that that negative has turned into such a positive. It was oh, the yeah. meal that we that we shared. It's you know? fucking awesome. <laughs> nice. Hey, and you cooked the hell out of it. I don't know if you ever cooked it before. No, first time, man. I fancy myself a pretty good cook in general, and you know something Dude. that I like. I think a good tip, like people that say they they don't they can't cook or don't know how to cook, 
taste as you go along. That's really the biggest thing. Just taste as you go along. Technique isn't as important. It's really about the, in my opinion, it's about the execution of the flavors at the end of the day. So, nice. you know, dip a spoon in every now and then. No, Does man, it like, need some salt? Does it need I have eaten spice? that dish a countless amount of times, and I would say you're like, in the run for like the top five no, that ever at, you you're know too I've, kind, I've my probably friend. eaten that dish. I don't even know how many different people have like at like accounting restaurants and stuff. I don't even know how many different people have made the dish for me, and it yeah. was it was really good. Well, I, really I put it in my mouth and I was that, shocked. Man. I was like, wow, this white motherfucker <laughs> just cooked me some amazing. Dude, this white boy's got some skills. Uh, <laughs> you know that I, I they, it re, it's really humbling, man. And I really appreciate that. That's honestly, it's the the thing that I enjoy the most about cooking is like, is, is being able to make people like feel so it's the same with music, being able to make like an elicit an emotion and like build, and build an experience and an atmosphere around that. So I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a good, it was a good first time. Uh, dude, kudos, kudos. All right. How about a little word association, man? Say, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw out some, uh, some, I guess their senses, and uh, you know, just say like the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Uh, sweet. I had I had something in my head before you even said the word. It can just be anything, man. It can be like a food. It can be a, 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 a thought. Well, as fucking corny and, and stupid as it says, John Coltrane was the first thing that came to my head. Nice. And he said sweet. Ooh, sweet, sweet. Tunes. Right, I'll, lines, I'll, I'll be lines. faster. I'll be faster now. Sour. Miles Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Salty. Coleman Hawkins. I don't know why Beautiful. I'm just like All fucking me, yeah. saying All jazz jazzers. musicians right now. Spicy. <sighs> Donald Bird. Uh, I was gonna a monk or something. Donald Bird. Savory. Um, swing set. Mm. Hunger. Um, Doritos. <laughs> cool, cool Ranch or Nacho Cheese or Spicy Nut? Which one? Sweet Chili. Oh, yeah, that one's good. The purple. purple. Bag. Oh, yeah, oh, that dude. Shit is that's the, best. the bomb. I agree. Good one. Thirst? Girls. Mmm. <laughs> sultry, wanna, sultry I, beast, you. I, like, filtered myself from saying bitches. That <laughs> it's a, uh, don't take it the wrong way, y'all. They're like, term of endearment at times. Uh, crave. Nachos. Mmm. I yeah. like it. Nourishment. Nerd. Mmm. I don't even listen to that rap group, but I, that's the first thing that came to my head. Dude, NERD is the truth. How about uh, like your favorite meal? Either that you've ever had, or Fuck your dude. or like what okay. you what your like go to meal. This is not right. This is this is I'm actually not. This is this is the when you said favorite meal. The first thing that popped in my head was McDonald's, and that's hey, not. That's, fair enough. that's not my favorite. Dude, number one, little, little combo action, Big no, Mac. No, honestly, my favorite sauce. meal. There is a uh, there's like a Pakistani restaurant in um, in uh, Norcross mm. called Osmos, mm. and they have a like brunch buffet, and they bring out the food fresh like every <sighs> fucking fifteen minutes. The, the true fresh buffet, bro. They've oh. got like beef nihari, halim, chicken korma, mm. chana masala. They got fresh naans coming in. Tandoori chicken. Ugh. They've got like, oh, they just got. Dude, that. can we go there now? Oh my god, bro. <laughs> yeah, and they've got they serve like their little buffet like every day, man, and like. Wow. Um, they don't put like vindaloo or anything on there, but 
like if I go after the buffet, I always get like some like lamb vindaloo or something. But yeah, though I've noticed a lot of similarities between Pakistani, Bangladesh, and Indian food. The one thing that I've heard about Pakistani is it's more meat. It's, it's, no, it's more. It's either more. I think it's more butter as to where Indian oh, food for sure. is more oil. For sure. I think that was the main difference. I mean, I there's both. People there's a lot of oil in yeah, all of them, yeah. but it's, it's why it's so well. Tasty. I mean, they used to be the same country. Yeah, exactly. So it's crazy you know. too how like how much friction there is between Pakistan like Pakistan and India but that's a whole nother time a whole nother story yeah it's a it's a religious thing more yes. than anything yeah, but anyways exactly. move on <laughs> I don't know I like that it. okay how about uh, what would your last meal request what would you want for your last meal like I'm at death row yeah that's my last meal yeah or you're just about to die of natural causes <laughs> okay honestly I would want some fucking beef nihari and like fucking like 10 nons. Mm, garlic naan? Regular? <laughs> dude, bullet naan, dude. Bullet naan? What's I mean, that? Just like chili? On they've top got like chilies and I'm like, uh, they got like a lot of like chili, like cut up yeah. tiny little chilies yeah, and like spices that chilies. they cook inside the naan. <sighs> so good, dude. Dude, I just need to get a tan. I want to get it. That's life goals. Like, if I ever get enough money, I'll get a tandoor oven in my kitchen. Just dude. That would be nuts, man. <laughs> Fuck like a green egg, man. I yeah, right. Give me a ton. Yeah, I'll cook everything. I'll do barbecue in a tandoor. I'll do southern barbecue in there. That's yeah. a good one, man. Bringing it all back, back to the, back to the source. I like it. How about uh, your favorite munchie? My favorite munchie. Hmm. Or your like go-to. Dude, um, like I said, I try to avoid them because like I'll just eat them all, man. Like. Okay, just something that I don't have to cook. Definitely some fucking peanut M and M's. I'll fucking destroy mm, them. Those dude. are great, man. Like, my roommate. Uh, this is sweet. This, I hope my roommate doesn't watch this. My roommate will buy those big <laughs> ass bags of peanut M and M's. You just hot. You and just fucking. I'll just fucking. Them. I'll grab like a Ziploc bag and just take a handful <laughs> and throw it in there and take it to my room. Do like, it, man. All the time. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they know. It's all. It's all in good health. So. Yeah. How can they not? Know? <sighs> That's a good one. Peanut M and M's. I like it. Uh, okay, yeah, last one. Who would you like to, like, if you were having a dinner party, who would be there? Or who would you like to share a meal with? And I ask, um, I I say, like, who would it be that's still alive? Because I like to, I, I think you this is still possible. Like, you can still actually, like, meet these people and have it become a reality. Yeah, okay, so I have two answers. My, my real actual answer, uh, am I just choosing one person? Okay, my real actual answer... Or no, answer, or, how, or like a, you know... I got you. I mean, I'm just going to say one person. Yeah. So my real actual answer is just my grandpa. Uh, that's like my real... I actually, that's awesome. just my grandpa. That's awesome. But if... Uh, but a more fun answer, like anybody I could eat with... Um, honestly, I'm going to have to... I'm having a hard time choosing between Joey Diaz and, <laughs> um, funny, and Gary V, dude. Both great choices. Jerry Diaz or, Go- or Gary V. I like it. Why are they're both great, man? Why are your grandfather? He's, he's still around. He's yeah, my, yeah he's, my, he's still around. He's just my favorite person, dude. Have you never shared? You've shared meals with him. Oh, past, tons, yeah? tons, okay. dude, tons. That's awesome. Y'all have a good, yeah. good bond that way. I mean, I only gonna see. I, I see him like once a year, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's just like my favorite person on the planet. That's my grandpa. Amazing, man. Also, Beautiful. I mean, like, Beautiful. I hate, I hate, like, leaving out my mom because I owe my mom everything. <laughs> But my grandpa's a better hang hey. than my mom. <laughs> mom, we still love you. I love you, mom. We love it. We love you, all y'all. So, hey, man. Well, Shane, thanks so much for for uh, 
sharing a great meal, sharing some time, sharing some stories. I, I had a great time. This is a this is really a a good a good night, man, and a good way to get through the week, man. Halfway through, this is a great way to like start off on the next foot. So oh yeah, man. I greatly friend. appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah, you for course, cooking man. me. I wasn't. I really wasn't even expecting <laughs> you to cook me some food that yeah, was yeah man well yeah. hey I, I leave the mic open to you now if you got anything uh going on uh you know that you, you that you want to plug or, or just shout outs or just you know say anything that's on your mind you know <laughs> everyone's listening so man i just want to say thank you to you for having me and i just want to say you know everybody out there that actually listens man just say it just go find something to be thankful for Go fucking say thank you. That's how we make a world a better place, man. Yeah. I love it. Hell yeah. It's beautiful, man. Well, cheers to that. Cheers. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Till next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Food for Thought. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the series, visit our website to donate to the show, foodforthought.link. That's F-O-O-D-F-O-R. T-H-O-U-G-H-T dot L-I-N-K Rate and review Food for Thought on your podcast provider and share it with your friends and family. We'll see you next time. Bon appetit.